Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Community Matters here on 103.7 WEEI. I'm your host, Scott Cordishi. Glad you could join us on this Saturday morning. Of course, Community Matters is the show that keeps you up to date and in touch with many of the great things that happen in and around our communities in the state of Rhode Island, in eastern Connecticut, and in southeastern Massachusetts. And we are happy to be joined this week on the program by a policy associate for the ACLU of Rhode Island. Hannah Stern is our guest. Hannah, good morning. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Well, Hannah, we have you for not one specific reason, but it is Banned Books Week this week, and it culminates with Banned Book Day today. But we'll get more into that in just a little bit. First things first, the ACLU, why don't you explain to people exactly what your organization is, what it does, what it's all about? Absolutely. So the American Civil Liberties Union is a uh, nonpartisan nonprofit. We are an affiliate based in Rhode Island, but the ACLU is basically just an organization which is dedicated to upholding and protecting the rights and freedoms which are guaranteed to everyone in the United States by the United States Constitution and the Bill of Rights. And what are some of the things that the ACLU does, and in particular the Rhode Island chapter of the ACLU? Yeah, so really one of the great things about the ACLU is that we work on a ton of different things uh, because it turns out there are actually a ton of different rights and freedoms that are contained in the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. But just a few of the things that we work on are voting rights, racial justice issues, and of course, uh, the First Amendment, which is the amendment that we're celebrating, especially during Banned Books Week this week. And you do everything from litigation, legislation, to public education, correct? Yeah, so we have a very robust litigation program. We do a lot of work on legislation and lobbying. I'm one of our two lobbyists for our affiliate. Spend a lot of time at the state house talking about different legislation and different bills that have been introduced and talking about the ways that our state laws can be changed or made better. And we also do a really big public education component of that. So we also have a lot of different resources on our website and that we distribute to the community. Know your rights resources so that people can know what their rights are on many different civil liberties issues. We have a really wide variety of that on our website, and we also do a lot of educating in terms of advocacy 101 training. We like to do a lot of different programs for the community about what's happening in civil liberties. So there are a lot of different ways that we try to reach out about the ways that people can act upon their civil liberties. And that website that Hannah refers to is riaclu.org. That's riaclu.org. We're talking to Hannah Stern, Policy Associate for the 
WCLU of Rhode Island. Hannah, I think this next thing is very important to point out because I do believe there is a misconception by many about the ACLU. And here's the real fact about the ACLU. Your organization represents all. And I say that because some people may think, oh, the ACLU, that's left-leaning. Not necessarily the case. You represent organizations from Planned Parenthood Rhode Island to the Rhode Island State Right to Life Committee, right? So you represent all. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we are very a strictly nonpartisan organization. We defend everyone across the political spectrum. We really take a very principled stance to defend about the Bill of Rights, which, like I said, is strictly nonpartisan, and that is a core tenet of our organization. And also very important to point out, if I'm not mistaken, you are not government-funded, correct? You are privately funded? Yeah, we're a nonprofit. Okay. And so how do you go about raising funds to support your organization? Well, we have members in our community who donate to us, and we're extremely grateful for their support. And that's a really big part of it is the support of people in Rhode Island who believe in the work we're doing and believe also that we can make Rhode Island a better place and protect the civil liberties of people in Rhode Island even better. So we're very grateful for the support of our community and for our members. And is it something if the average person listening to the show wanted to support the ACLU, how could they do that? You can go to our website, riaclu.org, and there's information about how to get involved or donate to us. Yeah, there's a menu tab, and then to the right of that, there's donate, so you can certainly do that. Again, we're talking to Hannah Stern, Policy Associate for the ACLU of Rhode Island. So as I mentioned, it is Ban Books Week, and this is you know a very, I think, hot-button topic right in this country as it pertains to our schools. And, you know, I'm kind of with you on this. I don't think any books should be banned. I think the fine line and where people, I think, have trouble navigating this topic is, okay, what books should be included in the curriculum at our schools and how much of a say should, you know, parents have in that? How do we navigate those tricky waters? Yeah, so the ACLU really takes the stance that the government or government agencies should not be prohibiting people or preventing people from accessing pieces of literature or pieces of writing. And that is something that we continue to have that stance on. And I think it's something that is really important that we especially protect during Banned Books Week. You know, librarians and teachers as a part of their professional expertise do a lot of work to weed through curriculum materials and see what curriculum materials are really uplifting the lessons they want to be teaching to students to broaden their perspectives to really teach them about something new and teach them how to be really well-rounded individuals who engage with their communities and their world. And so, of course, that's a natural part of putting together a curriculum is deciding what books and what resources should be presented to students to help them learn. Where it becomes really problematic is when we have government agencies or the government just saying, you can't have this at all. This is not something that's accessible to students or to the public or to residents of a community at all. When you're removing those resources and you're removing those different types of books and different writings, that's when it becomes really problematic. That's when it becomes a really disturbing attack on the freedom to read. It becomes an attack on the First Amendment, and it really under these very core civil liberties values, that we should have our freedom of speech, that we should be able to read and access what we want in order to learn and in order to engage in the topics that we're interested in and learning about. Would you agree with me, and and I certainly agree with everything you just said there, but would you agree with me that, uh, again, books should not be banned? Uh, It's it's really a matter of 
you know, the, the argument uh, should be, okay, what books should be included in our kids' curriculum, right? Not necessarily, no, we're banning books. Absolutely, yeah. It should be a conversation about what resources are we giving students that are making sure, again, that they're broadening their perspectives, that we're uplifting the lessons that we want to be teaching them in schools. Right. Um, I definitely think that that's, you know, that's the positive message that we should be having is how can we make sure that we're being really deliberate and, and excited and thoughtful about what books we are including in the curriculum rather than looking at what can we exclude from options to students. That's definitely, that's a very, it's a very different intention and it is a very different issue. There is a book that you have read, I think, uh, according to your page on, on the website, about 30 times. Tell us what that book is and why it's so important to you and why you've read it so many times and, and maybe how your perspective has changed after reading it, you know, at different periods of your life. Absolutely. So I think you're referring to Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So that's one of my absolute favorite books, and it's one of my favorite band books. I've read it probably at this point hundreds of times throughout my life, and Judy Bloom is really one of those authors that I think is kind of famous for being included on band books lists constantly. She writes a lot of coming-of-age books. She writes a lot about puberty, and I think those are really important topics that, you know, especially young people can be exposed to if they feel comfortable reading about those topics. Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret is a book that I have read starting from probably age eight or nine until in adulthood. I've read it many, many times and I've returned to it over the years. And even though there are, you know, parts of that book that aren't necessarily as relevant to my current life as they were then, you know, I've now been bra shopping quite a few times since, <laughs> since the time I was eight years old. <laughs> but I think that what I really love about that book is that it's talking about major life transitions. It's talking about uncertainty and fear as you're entering a new phase in your life. It's talking about how scary it can feel when you feel like everyone else around you just understands or gets something that you don't. And that's one of the reasons, actually, that I really love young adult books. That's one of the reasons that I really love this book. It's one of the reasons I love Judy Bloom because I think that also what this book really emphasizes is that curiosity and thoughtfulness and respect and learning about things is really important and that that's a part of these major life transitions and that it may seem scary, but actually it's really exciting that there are so many different things to grow into and learn and we really shouldn't be frightened by these new things that we're going through. So this is a book that I return to a lot. I think it really speaks to a lot of issues, especially young people are going through, you know, um, this book also talks a lot about uh, exploring spiritual curiosity, um, religion. It talks about puberty. I just think that there's so many lessons in it that I continue to take from it. And again, you know, Judy Bloom is just really famous <laughs> for kind of being a mainstay on the banned books list. And I am always grateful to her writing because they really are, to me, they're very evergreen, they're eternal, and their lessons really do impact me even into adulthood. So I am very grateful to have had access to that book many, many times throughout my life. Very, very well said and explained. So as I mentioned, it is Banned Books Week, which wraps up today. And ironically, today is the American Library Association's Day of Action entitled Let Freedom Read. I know you, you can't necessarily talk about the American Library Association's event in specific, but at the same time, I'm sure you would agree in principle with this day of action, Let Freedom Read. It's, it's really everything you've been talking about this morning. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Fan Books Week is truly one of my favorite weeks of the year, Um, but I think that really summarizes it. We should be letting people read what they want. The epitome of the First Amendment is having access again writings and readings that anyone wants to access, making sure that our government is not restricting access to anything that we want to be reading. That is just a fundamental part of the First Amendment. I think it's so exciting to be celebrating that freedom. We just did a really great event where we had a bunch of authors reading from banned books and hearing from them about the different types of literature that have inspired them and led them to become writers and helped them in their own writing was incredible. I have done presentations at elementary schools where we talk about how you celebrate Banned Books Week. And really what it comes down to is the best way to celebrate Banned Books Week is just by reading and by engaging in your constitutional right to have access to the wealth of literature that we have in our libraries and in our schools and in our communities. It honestly gives me goosebumps when I think about it. I just, we are so lucky to be in this world with so much incredible writing and authors uh, providing this work for us. And I really can't think of a better way to pay homage to them and to celebrate Banned Books Week than by really engaging in those pieces of literature this week. So Hannah, could you give us maybe a reason or some reasons as to why people or the government, for instance, likes to ban books? That's a great question with a uh, very broad answer, because if you look at the reasons that a lot of books have been banned over the years, it's honestly a very diverse uh, type of reason. You know, we have uh, very common children's books, very popular children's books like Harry Potter, which have been banned in some places or challenged because the books contain witchcraft. There's a very popular children's series called Junie B. Jones, which, if I remember correctly, I think has actually been challenged or banned because it, you know, could encourage kids not to listen to authority. So, you know, there's a lot of reasons like that that you see, which some of them feel really arbitrary. Of course, you also get books that are challenged. You know, there are challenges in some states that are happening right now because books talk about the racial history of the United States in ways that make some people feel uncomfortable. Um, There are concerns, of course, about specific literature being challenged in books. So there is unfortunately sometimes a lot of bigotry that goes along with these bannings. Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret, in particular. You know, that book was actually challenged and banned because it talks about puberty and menstruation, um, which of course are very, very normal and common topics that if young adults want to be learning about those, they should be able to learn about them in the safe environment of a book. So there's a lot of different reasons that books can be banned or challenged. Um, but, you know, again, the ACLU believes that we should have access to the viewpoints that all of these pieces of literature have. Hannah, to bring it back full circle to the Rhode Island ACLU, if someone were in need, either an individual or an organization, with assistance from the ACLU, what would they do? How would they reach out to contact you about possibly getting your organization's assistance? Absolutely. So there are many ways you can contact us. They are available on our website. You can email us at info at riaclu.org. You can call our office at area code 401-831-7171. Or you can send us mail at 128 Dorrance Street, Suite 400 in Providence, Rhode Island, 02903. All of those are avenues to contact us if you think that you have a complaint that merits our attention or that you would like for our organization to look at. Those are all the best ways to contact us and make sure that we're able to evaluate your situation and see if we're able to assist at all.
And really the best place to get more information on the Rhode Island ACLU or to get that contact information that Hannah just talked about, go to their website. It's riaclu.org. That's riaclu.org. Hannah, thanks so much for joining us this morning on Community Matters. We really appreciate the time. Thank you so much. This was so much fun. I love to get to talk about band books, but this was a great way to really celebrate the end of this week. So thank you. Have a great weekend. You as well. Thanks so much. That is Hannah Stern, Policy Associate for the ACLU of Rhode Island, our guest here on Community Matters. My thanks to Hannah for joining us this morning. Also, thanks to my producer, Laura Minicucci, who does a great job putting this show together every week. And most of all, thanks to you for tuning in. My name is Scott Kredishi. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody. Be sure to join us again next week for another edition of Community Matters with your host, Scott Cordishi. If your group or organization would like to be part of the show, email us at communitymatters at weei.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 